This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. What type of men do you think are best for boss-ass women? I will tell you, number one, boss chick, do not date or try to create a relationship with someone who is in your direct industry mm. in terms of competition. Back when B. Simone was talking about how like she couldn't date a man with a nine to five, like I understood what she was talking about. But on a certain level, a part of me was like, I don't know if I can date another creative. Mm-hmm. I realized that creatives are very selfish people. Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are very selfish people. There's a lot of sacrifice that comes into that. But having somebody that's like, and when we say nine to five, I definitely mean like somebody that doesn't have necessarily the same stressors, but they can still understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm talent. So, well, I'm both now. So, just goodness. But <laughs> what you done tied yourself into yeah, now? Girl, I tie myself into anything all the time. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing. But you're here now. And that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I am your host. And thank you so much for tuning in today. So if you are listening to this, I just want to go ahead and tell you right now, you need to turn on these visuals so y'all can see me looking like a crazy cult member that I am. Today is the FAMU championship game. And baby, it is orange and green out in here. So that's why I look like somebody's little boyfriend, my little cap on, my goals, the orange and green. So we had to make it fashionable. But it's still FAMU all day, okay? So if y'all see me looking crazy and y'all ain't never seen me like this, it's because this is how we are when it's some FAMU shit, okay? It's like homecoming all over again. FAMU and Howard are playing today. And they're playing right now. So if you hear any yelling during the episode, it's because uh, we won. All right. Now, if I look sad during the episode, it's because we might have lost. But it's okay. We're here now. So before we get into today's episode, we are going to start with a review. Um, this one says, and it's a little long, so give me a heads up. It says, truly a blessing. I started following Samaya during the pandemic, and I've loved what she's been doing from the beginning. Now, I'm not the most consistent with keeping up with her content, but every time I feel like I need guidance or just need some positive energy in my life, I seek out her content, and it's always a message that I need to hear. The care she has for people and what she does is so genuine, but it's her honesty and transparency that I love the most because it shows we're all always working to be the best versions of ourselves, no matter what stage of life that we're in. Just watching you makes makes you feel like family because of how she passes along the knowledge and information. I really appreciate the solo with Samaya episode because it brings me to the beginning of the Patreon days, which I believe is still amazing content. I've been a Patreon group member before she even had a table of contents. Ooh, baby, you've been there from the beginning. And I can honestly say it's one subscription I would never give up. Also, as a man trying to navigate life, I found the content to be so valuable, not only for myself, but also for the people and relationships in my life. Thank you so much, Samaya, for everything you've given the world already and know that it isn't going unseen or unappreciated. That was so nice. Like, normally I would say something sarcastic here to like divert from the, this huge compliment, but I don't even think I have nothing to say. Thank you so much um, for even saying that. And I think I'm touched even a little more just because um, you've let me know that you're a man listening to the show. And there's always a lot of misconceptions that this show is just for women. And it's not. 
it's absolutely not. I believe that men deserve to have amazing boundaries. They absolutely should have high standards. Um, I love a man with some high ass standards. Okay. Um, and so I appreciate you even taking the time. Um, you guys, I read each and every one of these reviews. Okay. Even the bad ones. Like I, I don't know if the episode has come out by the time you hear this, but I actually got, um, not the best review and I've really took it to heart and I've been working on some of the things that you guys are saying because you guys are my podcast family and every single thing that you guys tell me or that you even take the time to write I know that it's because you care a lot of times we don't even leave reviews when we love something we usually only leave reviews when we hate it so um, I appreciate you guys I am a real person I have real imposter syndrome sometimes and with the climate that we're in, just like in entertainment and social media and things like that, you guys have a thousand different places that you can go and you choose to tune in and listen to me, tell my business, cry and be snotting on these mics and going, fam, you crazy. And I appreciate you guys so much for doing that. So if you have not already, please make sure that you rate and review the podcast or leave a comment or send me a DM because I do read them and they come in handy more than you guys know. So thank you so much. All right. So... We have a guest today, and I'm super excited. She has seen me go crazy and watch us look like little orange and green uh, bugs around this little house. Just orange and green this. Let's get you a Rattler Cup. So um, you are seeing us in our unique element. We have Allison today with us from the Single Season Podcast and the Grown Woman TV Network. So please say hello to the folks today. Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. And thank you so much for having me as your guest. Absolutely. Uh, Before we get started, please introduce to the followers um, what it is that you do, who you are, and that way they'll know like how it plays into what the episode is going to be for today. Yes, absolutely. So I am a certified dating and relationship coach, Mm -hmm. and I primarily work with busy professional women to help them be found by the partners that they deserve. So the reason why I emphasize certified coaches because there are lots of people who Mm -hmm. are in the space that may have valuable opinions and contribute. However, I don't know how many of them are actually in the trenches doing the work that have procedures in place that have step by step that can get you from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So that's the work that I do. Okay, well, I'm super excited. Um, shout out to our girl, Coriel. Um, she has been bringing so many amazing boss ass women together. Mm. And um, I actually had Alicia um, on the show who I met at the Grown Woman Awards. Yes. Um, and you guys know, I usually bring on people that I know or I've had some type of connection with. And it's just so crazy the way that network works because simply by you knowing Coriel, simply by you being on the network mm. and, you know, things like that, it already speaks for itself. So I just love the fact that um, I've been able to network with more women this year and and I'm just super appreciative for um, the work that these women are doing. Um, and so I'm just excited to get into the episode. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, all right. You're going to walk through the episode with me today. T- we always start off with the adult tip of the day. Mm-hmm. The adult tip of the day is like a five minute something because a little five minute something to help you with adulting. Because I think one day we look up and we realize like, oh, shit, we are the adults in the room. Mm. If somebody passes out, they're going to be like, you know, CPR. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, um, you know, adulting can be a lot of things, whether it's like, here's a tip you need to get a house cleaner. Like, here's a hack for you. Or is it my therapist says, or if it's just something you need to remember in the midst of being an adult, Mm -hmm. that's what this segment is for. Right. So today's adult tip of the day. um, I saw this on the gram. Uh, I apologize. I don't know where I got it from. But it says, don't miss out on your life trying to get it together. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I feel that spiritually. (laughs) I feel that spiritually um, you and I were just talking about like, what are my plans for next year? And I'm like, I don't know, trying to get this stuff together. Um, And I know that I'm definitely in this um, 
Well, while we're recording right now, it's Mercury Retrograde. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you are with the spacey and the ethos and all those things. But um, Mercury Retrograde is to revisit, revamp, reassess, realign, re-everything. Re mm-hmm. um, and so in this space, I'm definitely trying to figure out how am I going to balance my life next year and grow this because mm-hmm. like I was in the trenches this year like I was low on self-care I was low on energy I, I did not have it I was definitely pulling way more than what I had mm-hmm. and I have no idea when this is going to do the thing that I envision it to do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but I can't wait to live life until that happens because right. you fuck around and it'd be four or five years and yep. you haven't did anything yeah you know so um I know you were talking about earlier um getting into your clients' asses and being like, well, how are you going to date if you ain't left the house? Right. Like, and I'm like, Ooh. Or left the office. Oh, left the office. Right. Or work from home, which mm. is even worse because you really don't have the opportunity to socialize with anybody. If you're going to disrespect me on the show, then we're <laughs> going to have to stop it right here because the the read is already real. Mm. So, um, yes. And I, I, I take full accountability for that. And so I, I know that there is some sacrifice that comes along, but mm. I went hard in the paint for a full year. Um, as of yesterday, it was one year since I closed on the content house. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm just so, so grateful. Um, and this journey has been so difficult, but I, I can't wait to live life anymore. Like I have to adjust, yes. you know, I have to adjust. You have to bring balance. Yes. Um, how do you feel about that as a mom, as a wife? Do you ever feel like you're just focusing on that and not living life? Or do you do you feel like um, it says don't miss out on your life trying to get it together? Is mm. there is there any way that that applies to you? So what I would say is, is that I'm constantly searching for balance as a Libra, <laughs> Libra scales, right? Yeah. Constantly searching for balance. But I think I've been able to achieve it. Now, the reason why I say that is because. I'm not the most social butterfly chick. I love work. Yeah. So I'm a little bit different in that way, right? However, I still had to put work on pause, building the empire on pause in order to be serious about getting into the relationship that I desire. Mm -hmm. I still have to put things on pause and create boundaries. The laptop has to close at 9 p.m. period. I don't care what client has reached out. Mm -hmm. I don't care who has an emergency because... How am I going to be able to pour into them if I have my husband who's next to me in bed and is waiting for his turn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the clients and it's going to be my baby. And then when is it going to be him? Yeah. So I have to pour into that as well. So creating boundaries is key. I get away with murder a little bit. I have a West Indian <laughs> background. I'm already addicted to work. <laughs> but nonetheless, I have to put a line in the sand because if I don't put that line in the sand, I'm going to lose him. Mm-hmm. And then that means that my child is not going to have 100% access to her father. Yeah. And if we could be frank, my business might suffer. So it still comes back to, <laughs> if, if we honest here, so yeah. it still goes back to the business nonetheless. So you do have to put that line in the sand. You do have to try to find the balance and understand that the balance doesn't have to exist 24-7, right? Finding the balance means that sometimes it's going to tip in preparation for it to tip right back. Yeah. So you had your grind time in 2023. That was your grind time. So you're off kilter so that you can get right back into motion next year. So it's mm-hmm. only a matter of time, but you do have to make a, a valiant effort to find where you're going to create that boundary and, and institute it. You mm-hmm. already do it in your sex life. Oh. So, you, so you need to do it right now, right here in your business. Period. I like you. You got to do it. Okay. Between between the Libra energy, between the love and work energy, and then you said West Indian background, I was like, oh, okay. So she just she just runs the show, period. Just very captivating. And I <laughs> love that. I said it earlier. I was like, just, I love the confidence. I really do. Um, so I'm just excited to hear your feedback on all of these shows because I'm always that person to other people that 
is reading them and it makes sense mm. and I can be the soft and I can be the pain in your ass and all those different things. But it's very rare that somebody can really put it to me in a way that I can hold on to it because mm-hmm. I can hear people and I know that they're right. But what are, what are they going to say that's going to captivate me and hold me accountable? Mm-hmm. Like really like, damn, let me, th- you know what I'm saying? Like that shit really sticks with me tomorrow. Like yes. when the episode is over, you yes. know? Yes. So, um, okay. So our next segment is Twitter talk. Mm. And Twitter talk is just a little segment where we pay homage to black Twitter because even though it's not even called Twitter anymore, mm. everything is black Twitter. Yep. Okay. It is the culture from um, the funny ass memes to just facts that you didn't know, things that have been getting buried or life hacks or just making anything that's going on in the world. Like it just gets better when black people touch it, you know? <laughs> so, um, and this is where we have a little bit of the tea and the controversy. I'm like you, I'm very much so business, self-help, you know, and like laughing, but mm-hmm. this one is like where I get my little bit of messy or like discussions or kind of like the opinionated parts, right? Um, so um, I believe it is Amani Talks. Mm-hmm. The show, have you heard of this yes. the podcast? Okay, mm-hmm. is that, yes. that's what it's called. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amani Talks um, was on the Shade Room mm-hmm. for. Um, you know what? That algorithm on Instagram is so crazy that I rarely see everybody's posts. But I know I follow her from the podcast page for sure. And she was talking about Nelly and Ashanti coming, um, you know, announcing that they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she was giving some very harsh, um, like, her her opinion on it. And she was just saying, you know, a lot of you guys don't have any boundaries. And you guys are congratulating her on what being a baby mama. Mm-hmm. And they, and she was just saying that, you know, Nelly is this old, this age and Ashanti is this age. And um, he was just with the woman for X amount of years. And they split up because she was like, well, I want to be a wife before I embark on these things. Mm-hmm. And her thing was that we are applauding, I guess, a, a level of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I've been married before. I was married for six years. Um, I have a son with them. Like, I did not have children until... I did not have a child until I was in my marriage. Um, And I did things, quote unquote, correctly. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm still putting my life back together, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I had my own opinions about what she was saying. And like, I didn't get into it under the comments. Like, I don't think it's ever that serious. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to know what were your thoughts on something like that? Or do you have any thoughts even, period, because your job is to help people get what it is that they Mm -hmm. desire, what they want. But then we see stories and we don't know these people. But for the the sake of conversation, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. So I'll tell you, for the most part, I was in agreement. Mm. I think tone matters. And so if I were to share my opinion, which I'm about to, it Mm -hmm. probably is going to be edited a bit. However, the general message, I do agree. I do have the belief that as much as we can control it, and for the most part, we can, depending on what state you're in, right? For the most part, you can control it. (laughs) It would be in everyone's best interest to have children within the institution of marriage. Now, let's take a step back from that. We also need to be more mindful of who we marry, Right. So because folks will come across and they will say, well, it might not be in the best interest. Well, then, well, why not? Right. If both parties desire marriage, we're an appropriate match. We have a vision. We have a goal. We want to do this thing together. Then why would it not make sense that I am giving up my body and risking my life for a man who can at the least dedicate himself to me publicly, legally and spiritually? I don't honestly think that's a lot to ask. 
in consideration of what I'm giving up. We were just talking about how it took me six months to lose 17 pounds <laughs> after I had my baby. And then the plan yeah. is baby number two thereafter. I got to go back to the gym. And not only is it the actual weight, but it's also my self-esteem and the mm-hmm. way that I function and carry myself, um, how I feel about my attraction, how potentially my husband feels about how I look. How many stories have we heard about gentlemen saying that you know um, their wife fell off because... So those things matter. And if we want to pretend like the way that you look and the way that you present to the world doesn't matter, we're lying. Nonetheless, the the sacrifice, right, the physical sacrifice, if I'm going to be giving you my wound, the least you could do is give me a ring. (laughs) It's it's the least you can do. It's it's in, in your last name. It's the least that you can do. Now, again, I think that we do need to take our time and be more mindful of who we marry to be sure, as sure as one can be, that 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 partnership makes sense logically does it make sense it's not only love it's reasonable do we have a vision do we want to execute that thing whatever that thing is together before we decide to have children but specifically for Nelly and them I don't even know what the story is but we don't know the truth I don't even know if they've even confirmed the pregnancy I think they did like right afterwards but they who did knows? okay who, who nonetheless knows? but the topic at hand right is, is just I think it is a great topic to just you know to hear you chime in on for sure yeah so absolutely I do think it's in especially women's best interest to have children in the institution of marriage it's the least that a gentleman can do for the woman that he supposedly loves is to offer her um, the ring, the name, the and what it represents, right? Other than the legal protections, but it's also a representation of your commitment to me. It's mm-hmm. the least you can do for yeah. the sacrifice that we're about to undergo. And we just talked about the pregnancy part, right? right. Near death and not feeling necessarily best about yourself. But the long-term attachment to this human being. I am of service to my daughter 24-7. Yeah. Of service for her. When she wakes up in the middle of the night, my husband and I are jumping up immediately. Changing diapers, getting, we're doing whatever. You need a massage, baby girl. I'm going to be of service for her to her for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Through elementary, middle school, high school, college. I'm paying. We're writing the check. Car, what you want. Off campus, here you go. I'm of service to her. How could I not ensure that this person, at minimum, is doing what society requires is the minimum of commitment, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be giving you this kid and this gift from God? Come on now. I feel that. I absolutely I absolutely feel that. And, you know, these topics are always difficult for me because I've also seen the other side. Mm-hmm. I've also seen marrying the wrong person and not intentionally. I'm talking about your wedding day was happy. Um, you didn't even understand what you didn't know about yourself until you until you find out. You don't know what you know until you know. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then also I will say that I think there are a couple of factors. Were they trying to get pregnant? Mm -hmm. I think that's one. Um, And then also, I think that a financial status of where they are is another thing. I want to say at that age. I want to say at that age. And I will tell you, getting divorced. The most difficult part was the paperwork, just like the most difficult part about getting married was the paperwork. I like I had to change my name on everything. And even when you think that you're done with everything, you're not, you know. And so then when you that's when you get married and then when you get divorced, it's like, oh, you got to do all that paperwork again. I ain't changing my name again. You know what a headache that is? Uh -uh, I'm not doing that. Like literally. The new wife, we all got the same. The kids, we all got the same name. I'm not doing that again. We all the same family, you know, here. I just got a new passport after three years. Yeah. It's a show. Like literally, um... There was that. And then my thing is, if 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 it's not planned, why would you still not say congratulations to somebody? Mm-hmm. I don't I, I think that when you're young and you get pregnant, then everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't say congratulations like you should be married, whatever, whatever. OK, now she's stable. She's at this age. And if it wasn't on on purpose and you just happen to get 
you're going to tell her, well, you should have been married. I'm sorry. That's a weird way. It's still congratulations on life. Like mm-hmm. it is still a happy thing at the end of the day, especially when you don't know the entire story. Right. But then also, I think the other thing is that being on the other side, I'm very aware of how much marriage is a business. Mm-hmm. And so it's more of a partnership because at the end of the day, you can marry somebody and everything can be this way now, but you're a different person completely every seven years. Yeah. I, I could not see myself planning to have children with someone planning to have children without being married, without being in that partnership. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, you can't help what happens when it happens. Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, when I got pregnant, I was on birth control. Like I, we weren't, we weren't even trying to get pregnant. And that was in my marriage, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I've also seen that people are not... And also, when you, I was the wrong person for my husband. Mm-hmm. He was the wrong person for me. But I also picked the correct, the, the correct type of person in regards to he's the best co-parent I could ask for. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. It's difficult. And, like, there are some things. But those are things that happen regardless when you have to decide on everything together with right. the child. But I think picking picking the wrong partner for me and picking the right parent are still two different things. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if you don't know the story, like they didn't, if they didn't sit down and plan this, then there's still a lot of ways that they can, they can make it right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't saying that we're applauding mediocrity, I think is, is far as hell Mm -hmm. because you have no, so she should just murder the baby, just kill the baby, just abortion. 41 years old, financially sound, just cause. Especially if it's something that you want. Mm -hmm. If if you planned on having a child, but you're like, damn, I still haven't got married yet. This could be your opportunity Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But I do think that it was just very, very harsh as if we're, we're applauding mediocrity at the end of the day, if they're in love and that's what they choose. And also I think that desire part, I don't think we talk enough about the women that don't want to get married Mm -hmm. after I get, like I'm at a point where the things that I have acquired, like we need a hell of a prenup. Mm -hmm. I I would love, I I would love to marry up. Don't get me wrong, but regardless, I need a prenup because I've put in this work before I met you. Mm -hmm. And Ashanti has things and a name and value and assets before she's met this man. Mm -hmm. So I get when women of a certain stature are like, Oh, after this, I'm not getting married. Like, yeah. we can get married, but you, I'm not changing my name. I'm not changing. Like, we can do the paperwork, but it's going to actually inconvenience me at this point because mm-hmm. I've, I'm too far in life by myself. Mm-hmm. Really, my first partner is me type shit. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the part. If that woman wanted to get married first, and if he was like, I'm not sure about that, but I can promise that if we're going to do this, this is how I feel about how we move with the child and having a contract on that and mm-hmm. things like that. Like even my child is not in the system. Like we went to court to keep him out of the system together. Like, Hey, we don't need y'all to, to be in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like those were things that we agreed on how we would parent our child before we got married more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I just, everything doesn't happen the way that we think that it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that desire part is a part of it. If she, if Ashanti don't want to get married, then how does it apply? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we I, don't, yeah. We don't know the circumstances. I'll say this. Um, I've seen some folks say, well, and and kind of what you alluded to earlier, well, there are people who are divorced, uh, you know, and it didn't work out in this. They don't have this child under the institution of marriage. So what's the difference? And I think there is a distinct difference. And the difference is intention. And I know that at the end of the day, yes, the father is in one home, potentially the mother's in another home. They're separated. So she's a quote unquote single mom, just like us or just like everyone else. However, intentionality does matter. And we do take into account. And so... Keeping that in mind, we should not, not you shouldn't compare the two, but they are just not the same. You intended to create this lifestyle. You intended to create this home with two 
potential, well, the, the hope was happy mm-hmm. parents, right, who yeah. are married. And then things didn't work out versus you having no intention, no plan, and just executing. There is a difference. And I, and I think that to say otherwise is minimizing the people who did make an effort to create the life that they desired. Now, we can argue about is does marriage have value anymore in this society? Should women even bother? Should men even bother? Who's taking a bigger risk? We can have that conversation another day. But there is a difference between someone making an effort to create the lifestyle that they desire and it didn't work out mm-hmm. versus us just throwing it to the wind and seeing what lands. Yeah. I will say that that intention is really huge because if you weren't trying to get pregnant at the end of the day, once you do, now you have to adjust the plan and say, how are we going to move forward to make sure this child is safe? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's already on my list when it comes to like getting that's one of my biggest fears or or no no's rather. If I ever get pregnant, mm-hmm. do not propose to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. We, we missed our moment. We had we had like ch- ever. Don't propose to me while I'm pregnant. Okay, okay because okay. I'm pregnant. Because <laughs> oh, yes. if we weren't, you know oh, what I'm yes. saying? If that mm-hmm. wasn't in the plan, I need to know that it's, it's too many emotions. At the end of the day, if if I happen to get pregnant without being married, we have to move like that. Mm-hmm. Which is, we need some agreements right there until we move on to something else. And proposing to me because I got pregnant is not the answer. To and me. not at the baby shower. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. No, no holidays, y'all. Like, do, you be teaching any of your classes with the dating rules. <sighs> Don't be proposing on these holidays. Well, well, because the work that I do is to get my folks into the committed relationship, mm. we, we don't touch on that. Gotcha, it's, gotcha, gotcha. It's okay. Navigating dating successfully, <laughs> vetting, um, discernment, knowing what questions to ask, what your boundaries should be, what are your non-negotiables, and mm-hmm. let's get you into the relationship. Now, once you're there, you got to pick up another professional. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I would love to talk about, um, so your show is dedicated to helping um, busy women, specifically Mm -hmm. um, boss-ass women, successful women, to find the type of relationship they desire. Um, What do you think are the three biggest issues that when you run into your clients that like you already know is going to be one of these three things? What do you think are the three top biggest things when it comes to getting in the way of them finding the relationship that they desire? Yep. Number one, going outside. I thought we talked about you disrespecting me on my show. We were so kind you, to you. We let you even drink out the fam you love. I need you to go outside. You have to go outside. You mm. have to go outside. And some folks might say, well, I could go on day naps. I like that as a secondary. I mm-hmm. want both. You can just diet and lose the weight. You can just exercise and mm. lose the weight. But if you want to lose the weight the fastest and really lift up the butt, and right? I want all of it. I want the diet and the exercise. And I want you to do cardio. And I want you to do HIIT, right? I want, mm. We want to take every single tool that's available to us. But I want you to go outside. And the reason why going outside is my number one is not because, oh, it's so organic and that's what I prefer. It's because that's you practicing real life skills we start to lose it if we don't use it and so if you're doing online 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 right you're just swiping past the guys who aren't appropriate match now it's time for us to get on the phone and we haven't had a flirtatious conversation on the phone with a gentleman in three years then what i need you to go outside so you can really be engaging with other human beings and practicing those skills versus your corporate voice yeah and your appropriate tone and, and your good posture. And no, 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 I need you to be your real authentic self. So going outside is the number one barrier. I need you to go outside. Because your husband will not be delivered. Right? You sure? No. Mm-mm, I thought UPS had a... No. Next day? No. And he's not going to be underneath the Christmas tree. Mm. And so we have to put in the effort to go outside (laughs) and socialize as well as dating apps. But number one. Number two is going to be, and y'all ain't going to like me when I say this. It's going to be you being accustomed um, to being the boss of everything to everybody. 
Therefore, you still hold on to that hat and you think that you are going to be the boss of these dudes. Oh, so like our femininity. Yes. Receiving. Yes. Mm, that's a good. I want. We're going to put a pin there. Right. Give me more on it, but we're going to make sure we come back to that one later. Right. So I understand that, that my boss chicks, right? I understand that my busy professional women, you are leaders in your industry. You are team leaders. You, in your hands, you hold someone's paycheck. You sign the checks. I get it. However, when you come home, you have to take off that hat. And it doesn't start with once you come home, right? Because you need someone to come home to to take off that hat. That means that needs to start in your dating process. You have to learn how to fall back. You have to uh, learn how to teach others to lead. This is an example that I give to my coaching clients every single week. I did it today, okay? We have a president, President Biden. Mm-hmm. He lives in the White House. He works in the Oval Office, okay. right? I imagine him sitting in the Oval Office with his feet up on the desk, probably biting on a pen, reading a book one day, right? That's how I see him chilling in my head. If there is a wildfire in California, what happens? He gets on Air Force One. He flies over the area, makes sure that the firemen have what they need. Okay. If there is a storm in Miami, he's going to fly to Miami, make sure that the Red Cross have what they need. If there's a shooting in Chicago, he's going to go to Chicago. He might fake hug the little black family who lost their son, <laughs> right? He's going to smile for the cameras and then leave them be. If there is no emergency, he is going to stay at the White House in the Oval Office with his feet kicked up, biting on his pen. You have to give men things to do. Even the leader of the free country is not looking for a problem. That would make him a dictator, right? When he's trying to create an issue and solve it. He's solving problems. So you have to give them problems. If you are coming with your leadership, this is the problem. I already have the resolution. I don't need your input. I have the answers. This is what it's going to be. Then even the most, well, we have two options. The most masculine man, healthy masculine man will run because he wants to fulfill his masculine self. Or a guy who's decently masculine or not, it's going to fall back. Because why would he be aggressive in his way of trying to tell you, you got the answer, Sway. So since you got the answers, you go take care of it by yourself and I'm going to kick up my feet and I'm going to read a book or watch my Netflix or play the game. So mm. problem number two is not leaning into your feminine energy and, and, and forcing yourself to be the leader of your family and then being upset when you're the leader of, of your family. family. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. That's problem number two. Okay. Okay. Problem number two. All right. Number three. All right. So issue problem number three is upkeep. Mm-hmm. Damn. Right. And Ladies. so what? Yeah. Mm. And so what does this upkeep look like? Yeah. So busy professional women are going to be professional, right? So of course they're going to be clean. We're not talking about hygiene issues. <laughs> Their hair will be done. They'll have some power suits. I need, right? I need, so they're going to have a fly ass blazer, right? The white, you know what I'm talking about. They're going to look good. However, that's not the upkeep that I mean. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about spiritual, emotional upkeep. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about investing in your spirituality, whatever that might look like. I'm talking about going to therapy and working out whatever traumas or issues or conflicts or attachment stuff that you have going on, right? I'm talking about investing time in yourself, being alone. If that's the spa, if that's aromatherapy, if yoga, I don't care what it is, but upkeeping inside. So the outside, I'm sure is lit, right? Like you're a busy professional woman, but you ain't too busy to make sure you look presentable. I'm talking about beyond that. I'm talking about in the bedroom, your area of expertise, right? We're Mm -hmm. talking about the lingerie so you can feel sexy without a partner. You're going to sleep in that lingerie so you can feel the silk against your skin. That's the kind of upkeep that I'm talking about, the investment inside. Yeah, I absolutely agree with all of those. There is a book um, by Miss April Mason um, that I really liked. I think it was an 
a great beginner book. And I bring up this book because a lot of people are like, these are just things that people should just know. You should just know how to do this. I mean, she has a chapter in there talking about wearing the correct size bra mm-hmm. and just like how it makes you look totally different. And y'all be like, oh, look at that granny bra. But also you got spillage all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Like you got them big ass titties and yep. it's just, it's titty sandwich just, every, you know, everywhere. And it's like, look how much more presentable you look and how much thinner you look mm-hmm. when your bra is even the right size, right? And so it's like, it might be boring stuff and it might seem like a giveaway or like normal or natural, but it's not. And so what would you um, what would you say to the people that are like, think that what you do is like, who needs that? Who who, you know, do you you run into that? Oh, of course. Um, Probably more of the women that I'm trying to help than the men. The men are the ones that are saying, please get some help. Please get some guidance. Please get some support because y'all ain't got the answers. Mm -hmm. And again, the busy professional woman thinks they know that there's a problem. They're They're not dumb. Right. They know that there's a disconnect, but they don't see what part they necessarily play in that disconnect. And then they don't, some people don't see the value of hiring someone to help them to close that gap. And so we are in a different age. We're in a very awkward, awkward stage. I guess like, sure. I see it like a pendulum, right? Where the men and the women are saying that we want some traditional stuff, but not all of it. And then we're also saying that we want some of the modern stuff, but not all of it. We only want the stuff that's to our benefit, to our yeah. sex's benefit. That's what we want, right? And so what I say to them is, you would hire someone to do your nails. You ain't y'all know how to get that acrylic, the the bead the way it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> right? You would hire somebody to clean your home because you understand that you don't want to invest that time because you could u- be using that time to make more money. Mm-hmm. You hire people to do things all the time, and it doesn't make it. It's not that you're not capable to clean your own house. I'm sure you could go on YouTube and figure out how to do your own nails, but you understand that there is value in letting people do what they're good at and their expertise. You understand that there's value in in getting a resolution quickly. I don't want to practice for two weeks to learn how to paint my nails. I'm going to go to the nail salon and get it done in 30 minutes. And so what I say to those people is, number one, you've been in the dating scene, on the dating scene, in this pool that supposedly has pee in it for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years with no no resolution and without success. So clearly what you've been doing has not been working. Just like anything else, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you found a professional, and it doesn't have to be me, who is doing the work, who has the certifications, who has a proven track record of success, who has the testimonials to back it up, and you see like-minded people, because it's not like I have a whole bunch of testimonials and these are all you know, country girls who are raised a certain way. They look like you, (laughs) right? They they look like you. They function like you. They're in your age range, right? And so you find that professional who has a proven track record of success, hire them just like you would hire any other professional who has a track record of success. Yeah, It's that simple. I'm filling the gap just like any other professional or service provider fills the gap. I feel that. I absolutely feel, I feel that. I tell people that about getting people to buy like a dick sucking class. Mm. Honey, look here. If you can sell a dick sucking class, you can sell anything. Because people are like, wait, you, I have to pay to learn how to suck dick? Well, you don't have to. You don't have but to. But you can continue but- to practice and then have your teeth. Yeah. on this man and, and now and now he like don't shaft. now he don't want you to touch him anymore now your intimacy is negatively impacted and you know that he's not fulfilled because you know that that's what he likes and you're not good at it absolutely and then how does that manifest into further issues into your romantic relationship absolutely. so you can pay the 25 dollars or however much it costs for the class and practice and do the work or you can continue to feel less than in the bedroom be concerned about and it doesn't mean that's what he will do but potentially going elsewhere because you're not fulfilling that desire for him Right. I think that it's crazy because 
everyone assumes that these are things that are just knowledgeable. And it's like you have no idea what you need to unlearn or and relearn until it's time to unlearn and relearn it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, being especially, you know, this oldest daughter syndrome where we fix all the problems Mm -hmm. and everything else, um, it just even reading Miss April's book, there are so many things that now I did read her book a little late. I had already gotten into those things, but there are a couple of things I think that really poured into me changing my femininity. Um, one, I got into my look. Like, mm. yes, my ass has been clean. But when it came into the look, like I've always wanted to be that type of girl that can just throw that shit on and pull it together, but mm. I'm tacky as fuck. Mm. So I that wasn't That's not my, a parent. That you look I've good. come a long way. Shout out to Nisi. We love you, baby. Um, my stylist and she's she um she came in and she threw away every single thing I had. Like for like a week I had like three pairs of drawers. Mm. Like that was it. She was like, you could throw all that shit away. And she was just like, at the end of, like you said, bringing in different people that that's the, that's the expert part of what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to stay with these people forever, but learn how to be the type of woman that you are. And what mm-hmm. I found is that a lot of women will hate on something else before hiring something else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, why you got to dance like that? Or why you got to show like that? Or why you got to talk like that? And I get that a lot, especially being in a sexual background. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just like how I run my business. How I do one thing is how I do everything. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to this house, I don't do everything by myself. I hired an interior designer. I have a videographer here. Like I want the people that are the best at what they do yes. to make money, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that with dating, um, a lot of successful women have a lot of bad karma in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of successful women have a difficult time. And so like I don't want to do be too earthy, but like astrology wise, my chart with that Leo rising is is giving boss ass bitch like mm-hmm. like there's going to be impact there is going to be a showstopper no matter what it is that I touch I'm very into the aesthetic of look and mm-hmm. and what that that doesn't have to be negative right but that means that seventh house if I'm Leo rising that has that Aquarius in that seventh house which means there's so much pain there's so much trauma and a lot of that energy is transmuted into how I give my passion and my purpose back to the world mm-hmm. which means that it takes so many more boundaries so much more discipline for me to be the type of woman that a man like that would even desire to have. Yes. And there is a level of accountability that a lot of women can't admit to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have a son. I'm not here to 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 fuck around with nobody's kid. Like mm-hmm. when I think about my kid, I want him to have a great woman. Yes. You know what I mean? I want him to be respected when it comes to verbally how you're talking to people. And which is why I love the third point that you gave, just becoming that that woman that's that has had enough therapy and learning what your triggers are and things like that. Like that's a level of accountability that everybody needs to have. Um, but when it comes to like being feminine, I had to learn to receive. And learning to receive means like, are your boundaries in place to be a receiver? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have the boundaries in place to to be a receiver. And I realized, like you said, that men like to fix things. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you don't have anything for them to do, they feel like they're not needed there. Right. And that may not be true, but that's what that's how they receive Even, love. That's yes. how they perceive love. And if you want to have a man, period. You have to look, you have, You can't invalidate what they're telling you is important to them. If right. they want to know that they bring value somewhere and that's what gets their rocks off, then they have to be able to do that with you. But if they feel like they can't solve any of your problems or help or you can't tell them what you need or anything like that, I have found that you absolutely run into issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to talk about um, what type of what type of men do you think are best for boss ass women? Mm-hmm. I found two types, but I want to know yours because you're the professional. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent question. Um, I will tell you, number one, 
boss chick, do not date or try to create a relationship with someone who is in your direct industry mm. in terms of competition. So uh, the two of you are working in the same company, potentially attempting to get into the same next mm. level, next promotion, next whatever. That is not a good idea. Because what happens many times is that you are so focused on the competition of being that thing. Because, again, you're the boss chick. Like, you're trying to get to the next level. He's doing the same thing. And then every day all y'all talk about is work. And then every day all y'all are thinking about is how you're going to one-up each other. So you want to be mindful. You can be in the same industry, but it shouldn't be something that's competitive. Yeah. Okay, nothing that's competitive. So that's problematic. Um, you do want someone who understands entrepreneurship if you're an entrepreneur. You the don't demands. necessarily need to date an entrepreneur, though. Yeah, I agree. When I tell you, mm-hmm. I have totally, and I, I apologize, I no, definitely no, no. cut you off. When Back when B. Simone was talking about how like she couldn't date a man with a nine to five, like I understood what she was talking about. Like, of course, that situation was taken out of um, out of proportion. But on a certain level, a part of me was like, I don't know if I can date another creative. Mm-hmm. I realized that creatives are very selfish people. Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are very selfish people. There's a lot of sacrifice that comes into that. But having somebody that's like, and when we say nine to five, I definitely mean like a level of, a level of income that could still sustain me. Right. But somebody that doesn't have necessarily the same stressors, but they can still understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But like, I have thought about that all the time. Like I'm, I'm talent. So, well, I'm both now. So just goodness. But <laughs> what you done tied yourself into yeah, now? Time, girl, I tie myself into anything all the time. Um, but being talent at one point, I was like, oh, I couldn't date somebody else that was talent. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we would never be able to show up for each other um, in any way. And I'm a person that needs that words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, I need attention, mm-hmm. you know, from from a certain um, from a certain aspect. But I found that two types of two types of men usually work for me: either a giver, mm-hmm. like a man that sees me and is just like enamored with my energy and what I'm trying to do. And I've I've noticed there are a lot of men that are givers and they love to cater to boss ass women mm-hmm. because they they see it. They also they understand that yes, yes, they also value it because they're like, I see what you're doing for everybody else who's taking care of you. Like that, <laughs> that works. Mm-hmm. But then also, the man that can teach me something. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the two. Mm-hmm. Those so, are the so two. So you asked me what does work, and then I became a negative Nancy and what with what doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. No, it, no, it's no. The Brooklyn, Give us all the, the things. The West Indian. Okay. So I agree with you. So what I was going to say is, in terms of the nine to five man, maybe again, when we say that, it's still someone who brings in a solid income. Like this yeah. idea that you, the only way you can make money is if you're an entrepreneur is wild. Because that's the brokest you could be, baby. And but, it goes up and down. And it goes up and down. <laughs> so that man who is the company man is also going to be the one who can pick up the kids every single day after school when you're the one who's running rampant and traveling yeah. the country and staying late and have this project, right? So that's the person who is going to be able to make sure that dinner's on the table some of those times. He's going to bring the stability in an instable, an unstable world. And so that nine to fiver, but someone who believes in the vision, mm-hmm. someone who believes and supports the vision is someone who is perfect for a boss chick. Yeah. Right? And then number two, I agree in regards mm. to what you said about the giver. Right. So it's I see what you do for others. Like, Lord, I see what you do for others. Like, I, I see what you do for others. And it's yeah. time for you to sit back and relax. It's time for yeah. you to be catered to. It's time for you to have 
you know, the world and, and to be turned off for a moment and allowing our home to be your sanctuary. Absolutely. You know, those type of men usually are very in touch with their feminine side. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of times I think that women are looking for the, this overt masculinity. But I found that really the most masculine men that I know that I think of, like, the most manly men, they're not loud at all. They're not very stern. They're actually very, they listen well. Mm-hmm. And they usually only talk when they actually have something to say. Yes. And they can give you advice and guide you. Like, they let you run the show and all those things until it's a no, that's not how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they're very calm with it. And it's just having the control over their feminine energy and not being intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. What it does is it brings out our soft side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm being masculine. You're being feminine. Then boom, we switch. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I just I love the I love when men are able to to really watch and see me. I love an attentive man. Mm-hmm. I found that I I love an attentive man because a lot of women will have a list of all these things that they want and that's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of women don't know what they want specifically. They mm-hmm. know they want a, a certain dollar amount. They know they want a certain look. They mm-hmm. want, but have you got down to the nitty gritty, like yes. the detailed, like he ha- he has to move like this. This is how I kind of need him to talk. Like, can you, and it's not, and I don't want to be so, I'm not telling you guys to be so specific that you're not open to other things. Right. But I'm saying, do you understand yourself intricately enough so that way you can understand what type of person would compliment you or not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when it really gets down to it, or are you so excited by the opportunity to love? Mm-hmm. I know for me, especially growing up, deprived of love growing up it's a gap that'll never be full enough for me Mm. like my child is probably the closest to it because I will always be in a negative right which is why I actually start with self Mm -hmm. so for me I think I'm less available to a partner because there are so many things I have to do for myself first to make sure I don't put myself in a vulnerable place to be too hungry and desperate for love and so I think that a lot of us end up Dating off of potential. Yeah. You know? Um, Grave mistake. uh, It's a huge one. Grave mistake. It's a huge one. And don't get me wrong, you guys. Resources look different. Like I tell people all the time, technically I'm a millionaire. I'm also technically living out of a van and eating egg sandwiches. Mm -hmm. The the details matter. My assets are moved. Where the cash is is now in real estate. Those Mm -hmm. are two different things. Mm -hmm. And so when we say potential, when I say potential, I I give grace to that. Mm -hmm. Like, the full story, but I'm talking about potential where it's not, it's not in any of those. It's not in the assets. It's not in the real estate. It's yep. not in this. It's not in that. Like you're, you know, one day you're going to be a great man, but today, but today you're not. Right. That, that's potential. Or consistently. Right. And so just to make this a little bit more concrete for folks who are asking, well, what's the difference between giving grace and, and potential? Um, he fixes my car so well, he has the potential to open a shop. That is a problem. He fixes cars and last week he started looking at some storefronts so that he can open the shop is grace. That's the difference. So it's not me seeing a skill in you and thinking about all the amazing things you could potentially do with that. Right. It could Mm -hmm. be it. I see that you have this talent or skill and you believe in your talent and skill. And so you are doing the work in order to get there with time. That's the difference. I have to watch what I speak life into because, I, like I said, I've found out that my words are so powerful and that, like, us as women, we have the the energy and the power to change anything. Mm-hmm. We can change anything. Um, and so we won. Oh, girl, look at me. All right. <laughs> What's the score? I don't know. But we won. It's so funny because I had an episode this week, girl, come out talking about how I had to go to the doctor because I found out that I am, like, 
most likely on the ADHD spectrum. And so like my attention span has gone. When I tell you I'm paying attention so hard right now, ever since I've I've talked to them and uh-huh. so I get so distracted and all over the place. Um, Can I tell you that I think entrepreneurship like eggs on or exacerbates ADHD? I never thought that I had it before until mm-hmm. the last three years Absolutely. that I'm hopping around and running around and then I have to put up this post and edit this and then send this email and the text. Yes. 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 When I and actually it's so funny that we say that um, when y'all we'll come back to whatever thought I was talking about before we found out that we won the game at some point, it'll come back. Um, But what I found was that that actually helped me edit the list of what type of person that I needed Mm -hmm. in in a partner. I needed someone that was patient enough to understand that finding that out hurts me as well. Mm -hmm. Not because it's something bad, but because there are so many people in my life that have been giving me grace and giving me love and I haven't been able to give them the proper instruction on how I have to be dealt with or like, hey, I have this modification or things like that. And sometimes that can feel very lonely, Mm -hmm. you know, not only just as a woman, as an entrepreneur, but, you know, feeling like, can I get love? Can I have it all? Can I have all the things? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, damn, that hasn't been on my list. Like, I've always wanted someone that talks. And I tell people that all the time, you have to talk to me like a child. Like, if you're mad at me when I'm when you're teaching me something, Mm -hmm. I, I I'm going to shut down. Mm -hmm. So like even having those type of specifications on my list, like I need a man that can understand and respect that, hey, this is something that she's working on. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And work with me and encourage me on those things so that way I can keep getting better at it. You know what I mean? So can we go back to a point real quick that you touched on? Please bring it back for me, baby. Well, I don't know if it's a point (laughs) Oh, it might be before that. (laughs) But um, when we were talking about the kinds of men that boss Mm, chicks should date. Yes, for sure. And you mentioned someone who can teach you. Mm. So this is a recommendation that I have. Right. Um, I really think that these women should be dating men who are older than them. A good eight, ten. <sighs> Let me tell you why. All right. I'm going to tell you why. OK, tell me why. Tell me why. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I, that's, the, that's the ADHD that we got. So let me tell you why. Number one, if we're talking about black women specifically, uh, the amount of men who are your age and are where you are financially and otherwise is going, the, the number is going to be less than what we would desire in the pool, right? And so you are going to have some kind of flexibilities in what that package looks like from that man. He may be 5'10", and you might have to be okay with that, right? He might have a nice shiny baldy, and you might have to be okay with that, right? I'm not talking about someone who is a gargoyle. You have to be attracted Girl, to your... You got to be attracted to your partner. But it's, you know what I'm saying? Like... The package is a little different than you anticipated, okay? So the older gentleman, especially we're talking about, and if your partner must be black, right, and you want those same kind of similar income and things of that nature, you might have to give that person more time to get to where you are in terms of that financial stability. And so that's going to be an older gentleman, right? So a good five, eight, I wouldn't go past 10 because you don't want to end up being a a caretaker necessarily. (laughs) And again, if you want someone who's going to be equally yoked in that area. Girl, I dated a man. (laughs) How much older? What are we talking about? What happened? He needed a kidney and it just... (laughs) He was trying to get it from you? No! Oh, I thought he was trying to fuck with you because you had the kidney. No, it was just when you talking about you got to watch too old because you don't want to fuck around and be a caretaker. And like, that's so real. Mm-hmm. That's so real. So now for anybody who's going to beat me up in the comments, <sighs> Look when, when we're both older together, being a caretaker is a different animal. Yes. We're caring for each other. I'm talking about I'm not signing up 
at 40 to be a caretaker for someone who's 60. That's what I mean. Yes. I so totally good five, eight, ten, so that they can be slightly ahead of you professionally and can give you that guidance, support and teaching. So in all, Oh, I know where I was going with my other point before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to put a mental pin there mm-hmm. to this point. I am conflicted. Mm-hmm. And this is just real, real deal. Holy feel shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that always made sense to me. That was always my thought process that men age, you know, men mature slower than women, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. But also we don't account for the fact that women mature faster. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have me as, as this trauma filled girl and, I'm maturing way too fast. So I'm attracting older men and things like that. But something happened with me recently when I read the, I don't know why I would do it, but I did. I read the whole Diddy and Cassie case, all 35 pages. Mm -hmm. All right. Zero out of 10, do not recommend. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when I read it, I was triggered for a couple of days and I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. I did not know why. And um, it was the age gap. She Mm -hmm. was 19 and he was like, 30 something years old. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that really have to do with me? Like I didn't address my parents stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, have my times, but it wasn't, I couldn't put my finger on what was triggering me. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously I was having a lot of struggles with me being this new, a mother in production. Mm -hmm. You see Issa Rae and that's beautiful. You see the Oprah's, you see these, these boss ass women, you see the Ava DuVernay's, you see Mm -hmm. them doing those things, but all of them don't have children. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a process in that. And I had been feeling so much guilt going through that process of process of purpose in production as a black mother, as a black woman, and so much guilt about me not being that nine to five mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was just, it, it, Honestly, I, I just had so much guilt about it, right? Um, transition out of my home. So now my kid doesn't have the same consistent setup and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I read this, um, I read the article, tried to figure out why I was triggered. I asked myself, why would, why would a 31-year-old man marry a 22-year-old girl? Mm. Talking about myself. Mm-hmm. My in my marriage, I had been guilting myself so much for like not being a fuck up, but kind of like getting this place where I felt like I was trying to ask for permission for the support for this flexible schedule that I need to be able to do what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not to discredit or discount his dad. This has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with me assessing the situation. And it has to be it happens to be that he was my Mm ex-husband. And so I'm telling and I'm I'm dealing with like, OK, these are the choices that I made, picking the wrong person, talking to somebody crazy, da, 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 being a part of why that marriage didn't work. Right. When I read that case, I said what it was literally the the permission to give myself that you don't need no motherfucking permission. Mm-hmm. That was a 31 year old man that married a 22 year old girl. What the hell was you expecting? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain compliancy that younger women have and they haven't become themselves yet. Mm -hmm. So then when they end up changing, they're just changing more into who you need to be in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And so right then I literally unlocked a level of forgiveness in myself that it was like, girl, you've done everything that you possibly can to be accountable for who the fuck you wasn't supposed to be. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It all happens the way that it happens. I have a beautiful, um, beautiful little boy and and all these things from it. But the truth be told, there is a level of accountability from a 31 year old man marrying a 22 year old girl because of these type of ideas that, you know, we do have to marry older because we're more 
because we're more mature than they mm. are and they and things like that. And so that gets into risky territory because mm. sometimes you're only attracting older men because you're just so damn trauma filled or mm. you're easier. It's easier for you to be manipulated right. and you don't even know it because you haven't even become the person that right. you're supposed to be yet. Right, 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 right. And for me, I found that it was rare that I, I can't count. I can't remember how many times I've actually dated someone that's near my age. Mm. But also I realized some of the some of the requirements that I had weren't necessary. didn't matter. The requirements matter in how you make me feel after I've figured out what I need to stay emotionally regulated. Mm. How do you compliment that? Mm-hmm. And I also realized that having this specific list for the men is just like when they have a specific list for us. Mm-hmm. When men have this specific, like men, they don't shake on their boundaries, okay? Nope. They could be homeless. They could be living off crack. But baby, if they say that all their girls got to be six-figure with a big-ass booty, I bet you every woman that he stick himself in is going to yep. be a six-figure with a big-ass booty, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I don't, I realize like having too much of a list could be bad because when men step to us and they have too much of a list, I don't care for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like having my son has definitely made me rethink what on the list matters and what doesn't. Right. But I I say all that to say that that age thing, I'm still, I'm still navigating it Mm -hmm. because I know it's not one size fits all. And I totally agree with what you're saying that I have had way better luck dating older men for sure. But sometimes I find that even in those older men, if I put them back at my age, they was a little off mm. sometimes. Like mm. it, the age thing is a, fin- a finicky motherfucker. Yeah, it's, it, it I is. think in in your examples, twenty two just had no business getting, getting into married at get, all. Yeah, getting into a contract like that, getting into a partnership like that, even if it was with a twenty four year old man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it probably wouldn't work that way neither. Absolutely. So it was just you know, in terms of where you were, and I like what you said about I'm holding myself accountable for something I wasn't even supposed to be. Yeah. Right. So that's reasonable, too. It's reasonable that we take accountability for the mistakes that we made. And mm-hmm. it's also reasonable to, to give grace on both sides to the things that we won't even. Ex- Someone has never seen what a successful marriage looks like. Someone has never grown up in a home yeah. where their parents are affectionate. How can they know affection? Right. And, and we make that excuse. And we allow the excuse for the gentlemen when the gentlemen don't show up as dads. Is, they never had a dad. They never knew what a dad looked like. I'm like, yeah, I ain't never watched Fresh <laughs> Prince. I don't know what a dad looked like. <laughs> I watched Fresh Prince. I know. I mean, now when you talk about Fresh Prince, the, the dad wasn't shit, and then but Uncle Phil was, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So my point is, is we give grace in that area, so we need to give grace to ourselves as well. Like that, that wasn't who you were supposed to be yeah. at 22 years old, but now. In your 30s, and we're talking to ladies who are in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, you could put plus five on that. <laughs> you got a little tax. You could, you got a little tax. And let me tell you, too, there's yeah. all this conversation about women losing value as we get older, right? We're Girl. less attractive. We're less this. We're, we're more um, jaded or angry or whatever that looks like. So good. So I'm going to get me an older man who thinks that I am young. Yeah. I'm young to him. <laughs> How about if that's that? what y'all like either way, go play right. the game. One so I'm way a pretty another. young thing to a guy who's eight years my senior. You know what I will say? Whether it's the ones that's older or it's them ones that's younger. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna be younger, they gotta be like they gotta be like, oh, you fire as fuck. Cause mm-hmm. like I, I will say that there is a lot of issues when it comes to like the people that are like kind of your exact age, right where you are. They, they see you right where you are. But when you have um, a partner that you can also teach, mm-hmm. they see you in a different light as well. And I would just say either way, whether it's younger or older, it's, it's been more of a sweet spot than right there at my age. Um, but there was a post that you had actually that, um, that I wanted to talk about. And it talked about how um, if a man is not committing with two, within two and a half months, mm-hmm. that it just ain't it. And you kind of referenced it like they say that, you know, you saying that with time that my value goes down and things like that. And of course... 
none of us aspire to be dating or be with men that think like that. Okay, mm-hmm. we know that. But I also know that Instagram can only show a portion of the full conversation, right? And then there are certain ways that we put things and, and you're only getting the harsh gist of it. But in my classes, I'm expounding on it. Right. So I would love to expound on that because I definitely used to be a person that had like a, I guess it's kind of like a Joan. I wasn't a Joan from girlfriends that had like the three month rule. It wasn't like that. But I did realize that it was t- it really did take more time than what I was giving it to figure out if a person was really for me. That mm-hmm. I realized I was going into situations and I was not making educated decisions because I don't know you well enough. Mm-hmm. I, like now it's I, I know it sounds crazy. I'm sound like a little nun. It's about a six month time period on that thing. Mm-hmm. For me to even take it serious, like, are you still here after six months? Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, dating to me is like, I ain't got no pussy for you, player. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I'm like, i going to need a good four to six months before I'm ready for something like that. Because at the end of the day, I know that we vibe. Mm-hmm. I knew that we vibed off the fact that we're having this conversation or we're doing this and that. I know I want to have sex with you. That's not necessarily the thing. I'm looking, I'm looking for a little longevity at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I want, I yes, I'm still with all the nasty things, but I want to do all the nasty things with the same person, mm-hmm. consistent or same people consistently. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so I want to know more about your your thoughts on the two and a half month and why mm-hmm. just knowing all the things that we know about, like really getting to know somebody. Right. right so right. what's your thing? Cause I know it's, it's said be together for two and a half months, but what did you really mean? Like, right, right, right. Yeah. I want to say that's exactly what I meant, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, so let me expound. Thank you so much for recognizing that. I'm so tired of arguing with people. I'm like, watch the whole watch thing. Watch the whole thing. Go watch the whole video. Watch this was a clip. Yes. Right. Um, but even to be honest with you, I tell people to do that. And then my answers really do be 90 seconds and I move on to the next question. So in all fairness, <laughs> I just lie to y'all so I can get my views up on YouTube. Anywho, um, what I mean is, is that the gentleman should know within two and a half, three months, he should know. So he should know whether or not this is someone that he wants to commit to right now. You may take more time. To make that decision. Just like they say, sometimes guys know immediately if that's going to be his wife. But he don't actually drop down on one knee and ask that on the first date, right? Mm -hmm. And even though some of them do be asking for commitment on the first date, which is wild. Don't do that. That's normally a trap. So you should know. Like, if this guy were to ask me to be his woman, we're going in the right direction. And I would probably say yes. In two and a half months. Yes. That I should know. If we continue in this trajectory, it should be enough. It should be enough. 75 days. Yeah, two and a half, three months, 90 days. Now, I will ask you this. You said four to six months, but I also have an idea of your schedule a little bit. (laughs) When you say four to six months, how much are you guys talking on the phone weekly? How frequently are you seeing each other face to face? I would say... I think at this level of dating, I would be okay with like a two to three type thing. Like half of my week has to be mine. Half of the week is mine. Mm -hmm. The other half of the week I'm willing to share. And I say that because I need time for me. I need time for my friends. I need time for my child. Right. So I'm at a point of dating where I don't. And I'm when I say two and a half months, I'm talking about when I meet somebody, I need to know then, are you interested in dating or what are you looking to do? I'm not talking about with me. Mm -hmm. I need to know what it is you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm talking to somebody for two and a half months and they're like, "Um, I'm not trying to date, I'm not trying to date. At that point, until you move yourself out of another thing, I'm just choosing to communicate if I desire to. And we both respect that. And my, my boundaries say that. 
this is all it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with making associates or anything like that. But when I'm talking about like dating, if I meet somebody and I'm like, oh, if, if I get in your program and I'm like, Alice and I, it's time to clink, clink some shit down. Mm-hmm. And I meet somebody and a guy's like, well, I don't know what I'm really looking for. I, within two and a half, I don't, I don't even get that two and a half months. Like, yeah. are you looking for something yes. or are you not looking for something? Yes. Yes. If you're actually looking to date for it to go somewhere. Right. Now, if you're talking about just dating, mm-hmm. like going out and things like that, I don't think it, to me, it doesn't matter depending on what quest I'm on at that time. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm just trying to practice dating correctly. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. Right, right. So then it, with that being said, which is perfect, I'm talking to the people who are serious about getting in a committed relationship as soon as they feel like it's the right one. Like, that's where they are in their mm-hmm. lives. They have everything else in order. They feel confident about where their business is and this, that, and the other. And they say, now is the time for me to pour into my romantic life. I am serious. I want to be in a committed relationship as soon as I find the right person. So that's where they, that's where they are. Now they're going to start dating and they learn how to date appropriately, ask the right questions, mm-hmm. have their boundaries, all that kind of good stuff, know what to look for. Then they're going to be, start their dating process. And that gentleman needs to know whether or not he can see himself committed to that woman in the next two and a half, three mm. months. Mm. Can they see it? Hell, I almost feel like the man. My question is to myself, can I see it in two to three months? But that don't necessarily mean I'm ready. But that's the thing for me as a woman. Like, even when I meet somebody, I know if I like you right off jump, Mm -hmm. right? That doesn't mean you going to know that I like you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I'm going to start giving you anything. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm about to start sharing my network with you or whatever. It just means that I'm invested. I can't wait for you to win my trust Mm -hmm. because I think that you're a person that can do it. Mm -hmm. That's really what I can figure out in two or three months. Like, two or three months, I like this person. I'm I'm rooting for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because at this point, I've learned my emotions do not matter when it comes mm-hmm. to dating. It's really down to, like, the facts. Right. How do you yes. make me feel when there yes. is a problem? How do we talk to each other? Mm-hmm. How are we navigating our routines? Can we really do it, like, without... Are you making life easier for me? Is my life lighter with you in it? Like, those are things that I realize it takes me about six months to really feel figure out how I feel. Like, even when it comes to girlfriends, like... When I meet a girl, you know, you can meet somebody, you hit it off and it's just so cool. And then in three months, you'd be like, damn, where did they go? Like we, we, we met each other. We kicked it off real hard. Mm-hmm. We was doing this, this, this. And then after a couple of months, like, oh, where did they go? And it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I just think that three months is like, it's not enough time. Even mm-hmm. with my business, I don't let anybody do anything within my business under three months. Like even mm-hmm. if somebody comes and they're like, hey, I want to work with you. Unless I hired you outright as a vendor, if you want to work with an SE media group, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, everybody start off as an intern because I like to see how you move, how you how you deal with things, how you deal with adversity, how I feel around this and things like that. And I won't know that under three months. No, we could have a good day every single day, but until I see you have a bad day, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's getting to that point. I, I just, mean, but that could be two years until there's a bad day. No, then no, 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 not in this motherfucking economy. Uh, not with eggs being twelve dollars, baby. A bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess it's just I'm being more accountable for I can, what's can, really can I put going it this on. Way? So, y'all know I'm from New York City. I'm sure you could tell from my accent. It's so charming. Um, (laughs) And my husband and I want to move to Houston. We've decided that's where we're going to move. Okay. So, I know what I want. Houston. I know the house. I know the weather. I know what I want. Houston. But we're not actually going to make that move for two years from now. I'm not ready to make the move. So, I know what I want. This is the city. I've done the research. I've spent, in this case, two and a half months. I've done the research. The city has what I want. I'm not ready to take that leap just yet. However, when I'm ready to take that leap, that's the city that I'm going to. 
Okay. Now, I do recognize that I might move to that city, and there may be some things about the city I didn't take into account. I didn't take into account that people in Houston drive crazy. I'm in an accident. My insurance is up. I didn't take into account that there may be more flooding than what the, the mm-hmm. farmer's almanac outlined in the last 100 <laughs> years, right? So when I get there, there may be some things that I recognize that I didn't take into account, and I might be able to work with it, or I may decide to sell that house and move elsewhere. But being decisive about I can see myself being with this person, mm-hmm. that shouldn't take more than three months. I guess. And then on the other end, mm. it's almost like when you do visit a city and you're visiting as a tourist, mm-hmm. what you see, like, I went to school at FAMU, right? And I ended up staying there in Tallahassee after, because I had got married and I stayed and, you know, whatever, whatever. People would come to the city for me and have a great time. But if you weren't with me and you were to come by yourself, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, wait, there's nothing to do in this city. You don't even know that it's just a college town because Mm -hmm. I've already found the loopholes, the fun things, the, so you can have a great time for three months being there. Now you're up and moving. You'd like somebody, there's nothing here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I guess I'm saying that in that first three months, no matter what, it's a honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. I know if I, if you've, Fit the most like all I can know is criteria. Yes. I feel like within three months. Yes, but I guess it takes me. But we're about- not getting married. Right. Right. So we're committed just means committed relationship. And then we still going to test those waters for Mm -hmm. a year or two years or three years before Mm -hmm. we then take it to the next step. So in this instance, like I'm the one who started the the move in. So I shouldn't have said that in this instance, what we're talking about is I've researched Tallahassee enough to move there for the summer. Mm. And now if I like the summer, now I'm going to get me an apartment for a year lease. And then after the year lease, then I'll purchase the house. So the commitment just means you my man and I ain't fucking nobody else. <laughs> and you know for now, depending how things go. And you know what's so crazy is that I actually take that page from men. I, I love the way that men are about their boundaries. It might not be rooted always in the right thing or how they got that way might not have been the best. But at the end of the day, men are very good about their boundaries. And I will say that when they do decide to get in a relationship, they're usually in it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I will say that they're... They don't I've I've learned just listening to my male friends that a lot of the things that women want on their list, any man in this room can provide. Mm. But what's on a man's list sometimes is like he's looking for the person that feels special uniquely to him mm-hmm. versus like all of these women do that. All of these women make six figures. All the, and with women, it's like as long as he make this much and he treat me like this and th- like all those different things. And men know how to perform that way just if they're a good man, period. And mm-hmm. so it's like, do you really love me? Or is it the things? And so it's like, I think that's a valid point because it's like when I ask myself, why did I get married before? It's because mm-hmm. I felt safe. Like mm-hmm. there's, there are some, and I know that it's just the intricacies of it. That's what the point of the coaching is for. That's the point of getting into these programs to work those things out. But mm-hmm. that's always been one for me. Just like realizing that I see why men be like, 60 days ain't enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to know for sure if it's you. I know that I want to keep hanging out with but you. But for sure is marriage. This ain't for sure. This for you know, sure is out, out of all the one. chicks, out of all the chicks that I'm dealing with, you have risen to the top. You're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't want nobody to come and snatch you off the market because I see that, your value. That is so the, I'm going to snatch you off. And it's a temporary market because the real market ain't until you're married. Right. Yeah. So I, the, the commitment part is a heavy word. But what we're talking about is boyfriend, girlfriend. That's what we're talking about. That's not a see, lot to ask. And I see. And you know what's crazy? When I say boyfriend or girlfriend... I don't think I've ever had a relationship that's been longer. I mean, less than like two years. Mm-hmm. So like when I get into something and I'm like, you're my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's serious. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I, by the time I've, I've always been one of those people that by the time you become my boyfriend, we actually are already in love. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, why would I be, I don't want somebody to be my boyfriend and we don't love each other yet. I feel mm. like that's dating mm. by the t- but when I'm like, I love you, that's when I'm like, I want to be the danger behind that is so you fall in love before the commitment. Right. And then he's Audi 5,000 because, Hey, we're not committed. And then what? So you you poured my boundaries is is real. So you like poured into this person because like if I'm in love, I'm going above and beyond. Like it's like we getting your taxes together. We like I'm 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 getting your whole life in order, right? So if we're in love, I'm doing all of that without the commitment. That's kind of risky. But see, that's the thing. I think that's the big thing about boundaries, which Mm -hmm. is why I tell people all the time when I when I start dating half of that time is mine period because I there are certain I told you my emotions don't go into the dating part anymore like Mm. if you tell me this and that doesn't align with my thing then I'm done right then because I also will drop I'm like I said I'm an Aries I'm childish like Mm -hmm. if I'm it's just like when you get your toys for Christmas you that's your favorite toy for two weeks and after that you be like are you done with it you done with it Mm -hmm. so like when I say I'm done with something I'm done Mm -hmm. so but that's the business side, luckily. And also just like a lot of healing. Like as soon as I find out that we're not aligned or this mm-hmm. is not what you want and this is what I want, even if it's not, it, it's not about you choosing me. Do we want the same thing? Yeah. If what we want does not complement each other, I won't continue no matter how I feel about yep. you. Good. Because I smart. just, but you know, taking the business approach ain't working, but probably because I ain't left the house. But <laughs> y'all know I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the house in 2024. Okay. All right. So. Before we let you up out of here, we cannot leave without a sex tip of the day. So the sex tip of the day is where we pay homage to Sexual Essentials, my first company. Um, I'm a hands-on sexual educator and all of my classes, teachings, workshops, everything, hands-on demonstrations is still available on Patreon. Um, And we actually have a bonus show called Just Another Sex Podcast. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Witty bitch. Yeah, um, (laughs) Where we just talk about all different types of sex topics and things like that. And so... um, Make sure you guys subscribe to Patreon below to support. Check that out. Um, But today's sex tip of the day, I wanted to ask, you have so much advice for women when it comes to dating. I want to know what advice you have for them when it comes to that sexual topic, because I know that even though you're not teaching it, even just from the beginning of the conversation, I know that you're an advocate for make sure that your man is pleased or your partner is pleased in all the different ways. And so what are some things that you hit on um, and level of importance when you guys get on the sexual topic of your advice for women and their men and things like that? Yes, absolutely. So what I advise, my number one piece of advice is to have the awkward conversations early. And awkward, I put in quotation marks, right? For some, it might be awkward. For some, it might not be. But what that person expects and enjoys and is looking forward to, and this should be before y'all in bed, um, but you see yourself mm-hmm. again. That's the I see myself. I see myself being able to be intimate with this person. You want to start talking about what are the things that they like, what are the things that they enjoy, what are the things that they expect, what are, the, what are their boundaries, what are the things that they don't like, and then after you ask those questions, because it's going to sound so sex like, oh, this girl, oh, she like, she want to do something to me, right? Yeah. Then it's going to be so. Let me tell you mine. Mm, because again we talked about this coming off as overly aggressive and being the boss so when you see yourself going in the direction that if he comes over tonight this might be the night you want to have that conversation right before and tell me what you like what don't you like Da, da, da. And then they're gonna say they're gonna get so excited because they already know they're gonna get some. They coming. This, this is the night, right? This this is the night. And then it's gonna be okay. That sounds amazing. So let me tell you about what I like. Mm-hmm. Don't even wait for them to ask. And let me tell you. And I wouldn't necessarily use the word boundary. You don't want to, you don't want to necessarily use that term. But these are the things that I like, and these are the things I don't really partake in too much. Yeah, it ain't really my thing, right? Yeah. And then you're gonna share those things. And again, I know for some people that might be awkward, but better that than someone trying to do stuff that you are not comfortable 
doing. And then now that that's going to disrupt the whole moment where this per- person could have potentially been an excellent sexual partner for you, but now you've, you're off put because they tried something that you never told them that you wouldn't be willing to do. Yeah. Or they didn't try something that you really wanted because you never told them that that's what you're down for. So having those conversations, I would have it right before you know that tonight might be the night so that we're clear on what you like and what I'm willing to give. And then that person's clear on what you like and what you're willing to give. Absolutely. I feel like one of the biggest things um, when it comes to people in my master classes, I teach this mouth master class, a dick writing one-on-one class and a masturbation and squirting class. When it comes to those things, a lot of people are like, well, why is that something I should learn how to like that? I should pay to learn how to do. And I tell people all the time, especially coming from a woman that is like one of these boss ass women and just really into the business world, things like that. The way that I move about my business is the same way that I move about my man. It's the same way I move around my child. It's the way that I do one thing is how I do everything. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that you want something someone to respect what you have going on and see where you're going but when it comes to the time with them that's not the same energy you put into it like mm-hmm. you give a half half hazard head and mm-hmm. and I just like that that's not gonna make me want to pick up the kids from this like that's not gonna make me want to do and I'm not saying anybody should make you want to do those things but people want to feel appreciated people want to feel seen yeah. and you validating your busy ass schedule with you half ass sucking my dick is not gonna make me be on your side mm-hmm. like at the end of the day because don't nobody want somebody that's gonna huff and puff before they lick your coochie mm-hmm. like I'm forget I'm, it just forget the whole thing. Let's just throw the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell people all the time that plan sex is one of my favorite things just as a busy ass woman. Because when I have the time, every single every single sense is being activated. What do you taste? What do you see? What do you smell? Like, you know, is are you bringing a home into the bedroom? And I see, I see diapers over here and I see your laptop and these notebooks over mm-hmm. here. And like really having the time to put put um put that in there so i always encourage people to schedule sex um because then you have time to do all the things and plan the day before and people could feel really special i'm not saying you have to give them the i know y'all know i love some organized fun i ain't saying you got to give them an itinerary what's going on but for yourself Mm -hmm. like as a busy woman like i used to put head on the calendar you're getting head from me at least two times a week if that's the case like if you my man question yes this is a public calendar or this is a calendar that you're keeping in your mind oh I keep it it's my personal calendar yes yes Yes. but also nights like there are certain nights like as a busy woman I'm not trying to be funny but I don't always want to swap like I don't want to swap sometimes I just want to receive and sometimes I just want to give but you tell me I got to have the we always got an energy to do both I need to know which one is my night and which one is your night and Mm -hmm. then maybe there's a night where we do all the things together Mm -hmm. but I would like the idea of separating some of those things because you exhausted and I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. so like this is the night where I'm going to cater to you Mm -hmm. and now I'm in that mindset I don't have to worry about it anymore right but then on the nights where I know that it's my turn I get to sit back and just relax and just receive and be comfortable in that versus worrying about damn have I sucked dick long enough or like damn is he gonna stop like I don't have to think about those type of things but yeah I had a a personal calendar because otherwise I just forget things but I write down everything else Mm -hmm. so it's just like okay well I'm gonna do this tonight and this night and then this position I'm gonna do because otherwise I just forget and then when you when you leave it up to chance in the last minute baby you're going to sleep mm-hmm. i'm too tired yeah i'm too tired like yep. i need some playing sex um so i definitely think that having a community like you said hiring someone um for anything else like if you can if you don't remember your sex life all you got to do is work with someone who's going to remember for you mm. so you join the patreon you're getting the workshops you're getting the assignments you're getting the challenges you're doing all of those things so uh, make sure that you guys check that out um below we have so many girl so many things on there yeah anyways um also the um i don't know when this is come out but it might 
I don't know when this is coming out, but you can get all three masterclass for the price of one um, because they are going offline. We're actually discontinuing those because we're oh, reshooting no. them. Oh, we're going to reshoot them. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Yes, they was like, they need better quality. And it's been taking me so long because I don't be wanting nobody to record me giving no dick sucking class. Mm. Like, I, I don't I don't want that. Um, so, but I have promised that I'm going to go ahead and re um, reshoot them. So um, before those go offline, you can get the older ones for three for the price of one. All right. And so the last thing that we're going to do before we go is our spiritual tip of the day. Um, And the spiritual tip of the day is because there are so many um, there are so many words and like universe and ethos and astrology and all this other stuff that um, comes up. And a lot of people like really reject it. And I think it's just a level of ignorance because, you know, once you get to a certain place, you understand certain things. You don't really go back and explain Mm. what they mean to anyone else. And so that can make um, people like reject tools that could be really beneficial for them. Um, And I think I've talked about this before, but it really did relate to this. But um, if you want to know more about your, um, today's spiritual tip of the day is if you want to know more about what you need in a relationship, make sure you look at three things. Your seventh house on your birth chart. Um, Your seventh house is going to tell you about what type of relationships work best for you in all types of relationships, all of your long term relationships. Your fifth house is going to tell you about a lot of those short term ones and what's going on. Um, Your Venus is going to tell you about like how you like to be loved. Mm -hmm. And then your Mars is going to tell you about how you initiate those things. Mm -hmm. And this is going to help you in multiple ways. And so, For example, my Mars is in Pisces. Mm -hmm. What that means is that Mars is how you get active, right? Mars could be like how you turn up when it comes to getting upset. It could be how you turn it on, like when it comes to like you being an aggressor. Mm -hmm. It can get into how you get, how does it... um, How long does it take you to like really get your juices flowing and get into sex things and things like that? Right. Um, But I'm a Pisces in my Mars and in in the planet Mars, I have Pisces. Pisces is the oldest sign of the Zodiac, Mm. which means that I'm like a little old lady, which is so ironic because I work in this field of sex. Mm. But at the same time, that means that I'm not the Aries that I am in personality when it comes to the bedroom. I'm not that Mm. I'm really the the more I'm the more experienced person in the room Mm -hmm. because I am. I can't remember the last time I had bad sex. I'm very exact about the energy. Um, but also that means that it takes a lot to get me going because I don't just act off of being attracted. Yeah, I act off of being aroused. Mm. And those are two different things. Yes. And a lot of people have sex based off being attracted versus actually being aroused. Mm. And even me being aroused after that, if I don't feel desired, I don't care because I can sit in it. I'll use that energy for something else. I'll go create magic and make some money off of it. Mm. But if I feel like all fiery and everything else, I can't give that away and it's not going to come back to me. Mm. So if that, so yeah, there could be attraction, but if there's no arousal, I ain't into it. And if there's no desire, then I'll leave it right at arouse and I'll sit aroused by my goddamn self or Mm. go rub one out. Mm. But, um, that tells people a lot of things. And in your in your field, knowing how you initiate relationships is really important. So, mm-hmm. yes, I can know what my seventh house is. Yes, I can know what my Venus is, which how I receive love and things like that. But like for the girls that get stuck in the house, that's very helpful to me, knowing mm-hmm. that I'm a little old lady and yes. how I get active, which means usually a man has to approach me, not because I'm even shy. It's not even because I'm shy. It's because I won't leave a goddamn house, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So I'm a little old lady. I done seen it all. I done done it all. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
those are a couple of places that you can look at in your chart just to see how you um, initiate and how you receive love and what type of relationships work best for you. So between all of those things, I know that I'm seventh house Aquarius, which means that I am a unique type of lover. I'm polyamorous. I'm mm. bisexual. I, yeah. So we if, if we work together, you're going to have to get my whole rap sheet. You're going to be <laughs> like, OK, well, this is a unique one mm-hmm. here. Um, but there's that. And then, you know, the other things that I just mentioned. So you got to look at. Did your sister tell you what your. Th- your th- I, I was trying to hide the phone. Good, I didn't want to get caught on the camera. I could, Go oh, ahead. Okay. We're giving you permission. Oh, I, I thought my phone died. Okay, <laughs> let's see. She better have an answer or she's going to embarrass me. Oh, see? She ran you your stuff. A whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Libra sun, okay. cancer moon, Scorpio rising. Mm, okay. I don't know. And then she broke down she's herself. Like, I don't know what and then she's in the message about her sister, my other sister. And then it was daddy. And then that's why I said, oh, Lord. And then my sister's like, well, I thought I was Leo rising. She said, no, Leo North node. You Leo North node? No, no, my other sister is a oh, whole okay. ascending. Ascending mm-hmm. and rising is the same yes, thing. You can double check. Oh, Lord. Look what she, she sent started. you all the information. Okay. But that, for me, it was. Libra sun, cancer moon, Scorpio rising. I will say, okay, so none of those are one of the ones that we're talking about to this part, mm-hmm. but in reference to what we started talking about the, before the show has started, um, that cancer moon is definitely where your femininity is probably coming in because oh. cancer is the most emotional, watery sign in mm-hmm. the zodiac. Like that's the crying, the crazy, the, all those things. And so even though you have that um, that sternness and even the mysteriousness about you mm-hmm. with the airiness, I think that it all comes together definitely because of like that, what about the Scorpio part? Scorpios are mystery. Mm-hmm. They also are really big on change. They, they like, like change. A lot of change happens with Scorpios. Oh. Like a lot of things are going to come up with mm-hmm. Scorpio. Um, but it's just, I think you're a very well-rounded person because I wouldn't guess any of those three things mm-hmm. about you. There's a lot of confusion. Like just even when talking to you, it's a lot of poise. It's a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of Libras, I usually think of like air signs and they're kind of going with the flow. Mm-hmm. You don't seem like you go with the flow of anything, oh, nope. but that would be more of your Scorpio rising. That's mm-hmm. not going with the flow, which really is you don't take no shit. Yep. But also that Cancer Moon says like that empathy and that you can connect with the right type of people. But mm-hmm. if you're not the right type of people, then you ain't gonna know shit out of me. Yep. Like that. that's what I get. She just read me, y'all. <laughs> that's just what I get Ooh, from la, la. those three, mm-hmm. right? But I would never guess that. But mm-hmm. that, like I said, that Scorpio is mysterious. So I can't put my finger on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But y'all know I don't know nothing about too much. So um, <laughs> <laughs> she know everything about everything. All right. Um, but with that being said, please tell the folks how we can support you, where we can find you and what you suggest for us to get started with you next. And then also um, before you go, um, you guys, again, she is from the Grown Woman TV Network. Mm-hmm. Um Grow Woman Network with Coriel. Um, so we will make sure we drop that link below as well. And so there's a host of other shows and then you'll see her on some of the other shows that we're producing. And so hopefully we're going to get you over there on the Patreon so you can give us some Absolutely. like little tips and tricks and read ASAP. us. Yes. ASAP. All right, folks. So again, my name is Allison, certified dating and relationship coach. And my recommendation is to start with the free. I want you to start with the content that's on YouTube, that's on Instagram, that's on TikTok. I'm on every platform at Align with Allison. And if we're in alignment, align with Allison, and you think that what I have is valuable to you and can assist, then you start with a class or two. From there, if you have decided that you want to be in a committed relationship that's healthy and happy, that potentially leads to marriage, then we could work together in a coaching program. Okay, that's really beautiful. You know what we should talk about offline? You Mm. said that you wanted to do more people air out their dirty laundry and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just let you read me and then like let you be my dating coach and we'll do it only on Patreon. Mm. 
You always got the ideas. Come girl. on now, baby. You know we're going to make this ideas. money. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> but they are my community over there. And they be holding me accountable. Like somebody, you said you was going to do. She told you to do this and you ain't do it. I and love you, that. And they, I love them. Like they, when I tell you we be on, um, we have like a monthly little meetup. We were on there the other night for like two hours. Just like catching up, talking shit. And like we just, we do tell each other the truth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good to get away from like your normal friend circle. Or yes. especially when you're trying to change. Sometimes it's very difficult when every Everything around you is the same and you're yeah. the first one to change. Sometimes you need to be in a room where nobody yeah. knows you, you know. So yeah. I definitely think that um I mean I already told all my business, talked about my booty hole and everything else on the show. Might as well just go ahead, let you just read it. And I love that. Read me 2024. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a dating coach, beach. All right, I love you guys <laughs> so much. Fam, you won. Talk that that's cause see, this is what it was. It's cause I had my fan. That's what it was. Yes, it was everything that we needed. Couldn't go to the game today, but Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Not Just Another Sex Podcast. Please make sure that you click the links below. Um, please sign up to the Patreon, you guys. It supports the creatives. Um, it supports me so I don't have to eat egg sandwiches every week. And make sure that you check out the Solos with Samaya, which is the new segment um, on the, wherever you listen to your podcast, they're on there, um, where I'm giving you my nitty gritty um, lesson of the week and it's kind of like a little journaling um as you guys know i've been going through life with you guys one step at a time but sometimes you guys are hearing the shows out of order of when i recorded them so you're like wait i went, thought you did that a couple months ago and this is that um but those solos with samaya are recorded that day or the day before on tuesdays or thursdays and you can always check the visual for the visuals um on patreon for that so i love you guys so much thank you for saving space for me and i will see you next week Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.